Blog Talk Radio. The Cosmic Cauldron brings you the Goddesses Galactic Gumbo, a live one-hour monthly talk show on Blog Talk Radio, designed especially for today's evolving woman as she maneuvers, manages, and dismantles the old archaic systems of current society, clearing the landscape, blazing a blueprint, and founding a foundation for a new world for herself, her partner, her children, and her family. The Goddess's Galactic Gumbo covers topics and challenges of the everyday woman's life with real resolutions and solutions designed from ancient and modern wisdom via cosmological sciences, history, eastern and western medicinal traditions, all religions, and good old-fashioned grandmother's common sense wit. This is Madam Green. I just want to let you guys know this is Women's Month, so happy Women's Month. And as the intro said, this is the Galactic Gumbo. And here, you know, we talk about the evolving woman. So as Women's Month, today I'm going to do part one of our Red Moon Fiesta informative show. And, you know, like officially the name of the official name of this is called Monarchy. It is Greek for a woman's um, beginning menstrual cycle, her first menstrual cycle. It um, is considered the central event of female puberty and it signals possible fertility in a young woman. It's a sort of coming of age um, type of event for any young woman who experiences her period. Now, of course, we don't really know. There's no exact age for when a woman's cycle starts. It can start anywhere between um, 8 and 13, maybe as late as 14. I know in the United States, it, the average age for a young woman to start her cycle is about 12 and a half years. Um, I know for me, I actually began spotting when I was about 8 years old. Nothing serious, nothing heavy. It was just like one, two, three, and that was into that when I was about eight years old. And around that time, my grandmother, she gave me a book that basically explained the female human anatomy, of course. And it also had um, information on um, the male anatomy, which I thought was interesting. It kind of combined everything, you know, talked about sex, talked about your cycle, what's going to happen with this, when you can become pregnant, things like that things that helped me grow up. But my full cycle started when I was about 11 years old, maybe 11 and a half, something like that. And it was it was very it wasn't surprising for me, but it was very unwelcome. I think the timing for it for me was just 
oh, my goodness, why is this happening now? I don't want this to happen now. I thought I had at least another year before it would happen. But, of course, I didn't. So I guess it was fortunate and unfortunate. Depends on how you want to look at it. But um, it started for me when I was about 11. And at the time I was in sixth grade, I was in middle school. And my flow was, it was it was heavy as it normally should be when I really start. And um, it was very, it was very torturous for me. I had, you know, I had the usual, I had cramps, I had headaches. I was also very uncomfortable. I couldn't really sit for too long some days. And usually, the monocular usually lasts about five days, sometimes seven, as many as seven or eight days. Mine can usually last from anywhere between five and six days. It really all depends. And the first cycle varies in every female, of course, and it varies also by country. Like I said, here in the United States, the average age for a girl to get her first menstrual cycle is about 12 and a half years old. In another country, it might be something totally different. I believe in China, the average woman may start her cycle when she was about when she's about 14. So. What happens during this time? Of course, young women, we hit puberty. We hit our growth spurts. We, of course, we're all taller than our male counterparts at um, at that age. Um, that's something I actually miss. I have a I have a brother, um, not biological, but he's my brother. Regardless, I remember when he was so much shorter than me when we were 11 years old. But of course, now he is about, what, a foot taller than me, and um, I kind of miss the days when he was shorter than me. I always had to look down at him, which I always thought was funny. Nothing that I really told him, but that's just how I was in my mind about it. And um, but that's what happens. We hit our growth spurt. We get breast development. I know, um, and our hormones start raging. And I know for me, I was about 11, 12, 13 somewhere between those ages where um, my breast started coming in. And um, it didn't, like, honestly, like I, it was one of those things where I just barely even noticed it happening. I was like, oh, okay, this is happening. This is normal. This is supposed to happen. I was pretty much prepared for it. Um, my grandmother, she prepared me well. She gave me books to read. I love to read anyway, so that was always better for me to just, sit down and have a talk about, oh, you're going through this and you're going through that. It's like, no, give me the book and let me read about it. I mean, we talked about it from time to time, but reading about it was just a lot better for me. So as a blossoming young woman, I um, I was taller than, like I said, I was taller than my male counterparts. I was even um, the exact height of some of my female friends or maybe a little bit taller, a little bit shorter. It all depends. And um, I was probably about 12 or 13 when I actually started being, started getting hit on by older men, um, teenagers and um, males who were a lot older, probably older enough than my father, and it was it was so crazy. I couldn't even walk down the street without having some man complimenting me on the size of my butt or um, my hips or just staring at me because like, oh, she has a body. I'm like, yeah, thank you walk away now, sir. But um, I thought it was the creepiest thing on the planet. Um, even today when it happens, it's, I still find it to be creepy. It's like, why, why is this happening to me? But I understand what it is. 
it's hormones, it was puberty back then, and it's just so something you have to deal with growing up as um as a young woman and I think when girls hit that when they first have their menstrual cycle, they begin to notice things in a different light. They begin to even see boys differently as not just, you know, just as friends, but as potential partners in terms of like, oh, we want to date. Um, you know how these things go with puberty, hormones raging all over the place. Oh, I want to date this guy, or I like this guy. We kiss this guy. He kisses that girl. It's, it's growing up, all part of growing up. I thought that was always fun. Um, very interesting time. Now, and the monarchy is not really openly celebrated in the United States. It's more so celebrated in other countries, and I know it's celebrated um, in India. India is one of the more prominent countries where it's celebrated, um, but it basically, because of what it represents, it represents, oh, this woman, she's ready for marriage, she is fertile, she is ready to take on um, the full blossoming of womanhood. She She's ready to go out in the world. She's ready to be presented to the world as not, she's no longer a little girl. She is becoming a woman. Um, but it's not really celebrated in the United States. In the United States, it's just considered normal. A, a young young woman, she has her cycle. And it's like, oh, you're having your cycle. Well, do this and do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. It's it's just considered to be normal. It's nothing strange. It's not it's not openly celebrated. I know for me, when I had mine, it was, I think my bathroom was already stocked with um, feminine napkins and tampons and things and such. It, um, it was just it was considered normal. So it there was no big celebration about it. It was it was just what it what it was. It's like you're gonna have this, you need to keep track of it. I remember I didn't have a I didn't have an official calendar to actually keep track of my cycle, but I actually I remember I made one and I think I actually still have my first one lying around in a notebook somewhere. Um, but I actually had to make one out of pencil and paper, I made a chart, month, days, nice little calendar where I kept track of it and used different symbols to um, represent how heavy the flow was or how light it was or when I and when I had it. Um, and I used to keep it on my dresser in order to keep track of it. Um, it was it was a little time consuming sometimes because there were some days where I just I just forgot to do it. I forgot to, like, write down, oh, I had my cycle this day. So if I ever forgot, I would always go back a few days later and, you know, check it off and um, make sure I was keeping track of it as much as possible. And, you know, every every year I made a new one. I actually did enjoy making new calendars. It was um, something for me to kind of, that I, that I look forward to doing, making a new calendar for myself. And um, I actually saw it as, kind of fun. I didn't like the actual cycle itself, but I did like making my own little calendar. I didn't. I used to doodle on my calendar a little bit. Um, nothing major, just like butterflies, stars, and things like that. Um, but I enjoyed making a new calendar every year to um, mark what my cycle was. And 
not when it happened. I actually enjoyed that. That's actually one thing I actually liked about it. And, of course, when I got older and technology became more and more advanced, um, I was able to just keep track of it on my phone, which is something I do now. And it tends to be a lot easier to just keep track of it on my phone instead of, like, making a calendar every every day or every month. But I do kind of miss handwriting on my calendar. That was actually one thing that was really exciting. But back to the, monar- the monarchy celebration, it is not, as I said, it is not widely celebrated in the United States, and that's something I see as kind of, kind of a shame. I think it's, it's just become so normal that we don't really take the time to celebrate, like, even a little thing such as a young woman's menstrual cycle because it represents her her transition from a little girl into a young woman. It, it kind of reminds me of a um, quinceanera where um, I know there's a part of that celebration in the quinceanera when a young woman, she trans she um she changes from a pair of flat shoes into a pair of high heels to represent her um her transition from a little girl to a older young woman. And um if that can be celebrated then why can't we as a people celebrate a woman's menstrual cycle? It represents the same thing, so I think it should be celebrated a bit more in the United States. But it is not, unfortunately. But I remember, as I said, I didn't have a celebration when I first got mine. But a few years later, when I turned 16, my mother and my grandmother, they threw a a surprise 16th birthday for me. I remember telling them that I wanted a little party for uh, birthday one year, and they decided to give me a sweet 16 party. But my mother, she incorporated what has come to be known as a red moon fiesta into my birthday celebration. And all my friends were there with a nice big surprise. And I remember just walking into my house, and it was just covered in red. I was surprised my mother didn't paint the walls red. She managed to leave those white. But... um the house was just covered in red. There were red lights everywhere. Um, she had banners in the house. She still has the banner in the house um, with the Red Moon Fiesta and the Red Moon Goddess um, displayed on it. And um, it was it was an awesome celebration. It was just, I just, that was the main thing I remember. It was just red everywhere, red candles, red lights, red tablecloths. There were red gift bags. It, it was just, it was just amazing. Red plates, red cups, everything was red, and that's the um, that of course is the the um, traditional color of celebrating the monarchy. It's usually celebrated with it's usually associated with the color the colors red, black, and white. But the big color, of course, is red, and of course that represents the um, the menstrual cycle bleeding. Of course, and um, usually um, when the monarchy is celebrated, the the girl who is who has experienced her first menstrual cycle, she is given she's given gifts. Um, sometimes she's given um, moon pendants to represent her new moon as a sort of um, coming of age tradition. She is she can be given. Many different gifts. I know for me, I was given 
a binder of information. Of course, like I said, I love to read, so that was helpful. My mother, she put together this binder of information that had everything and anything to do with me becoming a woman. There were things in it about birth control. There were things in it about sex, just just everything, everything, how to handle your cycle, um, different remedies for it, for any symptoms you may have with it. And, of course, like all of those type of rem- those remedies, they were all um, natural remedies, you know, not like the not like Advil or Tylenol or things like that, but they were all natural remedies to help with the symptoms of that. And I just remember that celebration. It was it was really big, and it was it was I looking back on it, I really enjoyed it. Now, it didn't really change my outlook too much on what the cycle was. Because for me, I've always associated the cycle with a time of the month where for a few days I feel, I don't really feel like myself. I feel a little out of it. I don't feel as energetic as I want to or as I should. It didn't, that celebration didn't really change that for me. It didn't really change the outlook that I had for it. But it did, it did make me happy. It did, um, make me want to be able to see it in a different light. And sometimes I do, particularly when I'm actually having my cycle now, when it doesn't feel as painful or as much of as a burden as it used to when I was younger. It does it does feel good to be able to celebrate. So even today, um, when I do get my cycle, I do kind of celebrate in my own personal way. I don't celebrate with other people, but I do celebrate in my own personal way because it's she just lets me know that I'm that I am a woman and lets me know that it, and it, it lets me reminisce about um times when I was younger and I didn't have this but it makes me feel grateful that I actually do because it lets me know that I am a woman. I'm no longer a little girl and I have been able to put any childish ways behind me and seriously become a young blossoming woman and experience things in my life to the fullest as much as possible. So um, I still have some of my um, I still have the big binder, the big journals that my mother gave me when um, I had my red moon, my first red moon fiesta uh, when I was 16 years old. And um, I still keep it in my room. Of course, I don't in my room is all things that I live on a college campus now, but I still keep it in my room. I still keep it with um, a whole bunch of my other books. It's still on my bookshelf. I still, when I need it, I always go back and reference it if I need it for, like, to learn, to, like, figure out some different things about sex or how to, like, feel better during my cycle. I uh, I refer back to that book, and I still write down um I still keep track of my cycle today um, in order to make sure everything's okay, in order to keep track of what is going on with my body. And as young women, we need to we need to do that more because I think today a lot of young women, they don't, they don't keep track of, like, what, what goes on with their bodies too much anymore. They'll um, notice little things, but they don't always notice everything. They don't really take the time to, like, 
fully understand their body and really connect with it and um, be one with their body. They just they just go about their day. But I think with the monarchy, it's very important to be able to to do that even every month to just when you're having a cycle to just take that time to understand what's going on with your body and to really fully appreciate what is happening and to really fully understand what it all signifies. And we have a caller. Caller? Hello, you're on the air. Hello? Yes? I was just really calling to listen in. I didn't have anything to say at this time. I just called to listen in to the show. Okay. Do you have any comments, though, while you're here? I don't have any comments just yet, but I'm just calling to listen in. I love the Cosmic Cauldron, though. Woo, power to the Cosmic Cauldron. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right, yeah, we got a caller. That was awesome. Didn't call to say anything, but that's cool. I understand. Thank you for listening, though. Um, but our time is just about up. So I'm going to say good night to you all. I thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Now, of course, you can always come back and listen in to the show on um, Blog Talk Radio and um, just listen to it just for your own personal informative time whenever you feel like it. But this has been the Cosmic Cauldron, Red Moon Fiesta. Have a great night. This is Aida Sanchuza, Flying Lioness, giving you infinite gratitude for gathering around the Cosmic Cauldron, bringing you the Goddess's Galactic Gumbo, where we serve up love by the cup, wisdom by the bowl, Ooh. food for the soul.